Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast, episode 155. I'm your host, Tom. In this episode, I'm going to discuss 10 Kitchen Thrifty Thursday tips provided by our Small Scale Life Facebook members. And hopefully you can use some of these tips to take back control of your life and budget while saving some money in the process. What if you could have a life that you don't need a vacation from? Julie and I are here to inspire you to take control of your finances, become debt-free, and discover peace and contentment through simple living and gardening. Learn to thrive and not simply survive. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready to build your small scale life? All right, everybody. This is Tom. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're back again. If you're new here to Small Scale Life, we do appreciate that you're here. There are a lot of choices out there, but we hope that we can teach you to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day by developing a small-scale life dedicated to simple living and gardening and preserving food and doing all those good things and being just a being the change, as my friend Greg Burns and Michael Jordan from uh, Colorado, the Bee Whisperer, likes to say. So be the change around you. So welcome to Small Scale Life Podcast. Um, before we begin the show, I wanted to thank some folks for the reviews of the Small Scale Life Podcast. We've been podcasting here for over four years, and there's some fine folks who have left reviews on iTunes for us. Granted, some of these are dated. I'm going to admit that. Some of these are dated, but it is fun to look back and, uh, you know, we just had our four-year birthday of the blog, and to look back and, and see what some people have left for us on iTunes. So here's a couple of reviews. Just want to give you these, and, uh, and it brings a smile to my face. So here's review number one. A really excellent podcast. Tom covers many topics about life and how to live it more intentionally. Also great because it's recorded right here in Minnesota. And that's from AAR Care. Want to learn about gardening? Small living? Man, this is a show for you. Tom puts on a good educational podcast. And that's from Johnny Nascar. Thank you. Thank you both very much. And then another one here. Fantastic. And an interesting podcast. Keep it up. And that's GMA 1818. And again, those are a little dated. We do appreciate the, po- the reviews. Uh, five stars is awesome. And also getting a couple words of encouragement. Those are always great, too, because as you start doing the creating content and doing podcasts and videos and all that, sometimes you just don't get much back. So this is great to get some of those reviews. The reviews do help us here at Small Scale Life. I mean, if you are new to a product, if you're new to a a podcast or something, you want to see what other people think about it, what they're saying about it. So I do the same thing. Look at the review and see what the listeners are saying. See if people are liking it. See how old those are. So we appreciate that. We really do. So if you would like to leave a review, head on over to iTunes and leave Five stars. That'd be great. Five stars. Or leave some encouraging words. It doesn't take long. It takes a couple seconds. You can do this on a lunch break, right now, whatever you want to do. Keep listening if you'd like. But uh, if you need some assistance on how to leave a review on iTunes, check the show show notes for this podcast on smallscalelife.com for more information. I've got a little tutorial there 
really appreciate any reviews you have. I'll read them out on air. But uh, we appreciate the words. We really do. So thank you so much for being here and listening. As we move forward here, uh, I would like to have another special announcement. And this repeated from last week. I would announce Terry Otto as our November 2019 Lifer of the Month for her participation in our Small Scale Life Facebook group. Terry has been so supportive and shared so much information over the past year. She's always positive, and I just appreciate her posts. Thank you, Terry, for being who you are. And I'll be reaching out to her. I want to send her something for to show my appreciation for, for her support. And uh, thank you so much. You're awesome. Congratulations on being an outstanding member of our community. Please keep it up. That's awesome. Thank you one and all. If you've been in small-scale life for a while, if you've been part of our Facebook group and you're you're answering questions and you're putting advice out there like today's topic, thank you guys. Thank you guys and gals out there, people, everybody for being part of our small-scale life family. We just appreciate it. Jules and I love putting together this content for you, and we're going to keep on going. we just got lots to talk about. So if you want to be part of our small-scale life community, wait till the end. I'll have a link for you, or check the show notes. There's a link for you there. Without further ado, let's get into today's show topic, 10 Kitchen Thrifty Thursday Tips. All right, we all know our lives, our modern lives, just get crazy, right? We're constantly on the run and on the go. And sometimes it feels like we're just going through the motions in our hectic lives, right? We get up in the morning, we get everybody out the door, we get ourselves together, we brush our teeth, we jump in the car, we have our coffee, we have our bagel or whatever, and we're driving to work through the traffic, we slog through there, we say hello to the... It's like office space, right? You come in, you get shocked by the door handle, especially this time of year, the static electricity is going to go up, and you do the phone thing, you have a casual shirt day, a Hawaiian shirt day on Friday, and it's just same old thing day after day, but it gets really hectic too. And that is when things go awry. We can find ourselves out of control and making snap decisions that will cost us, cost us dearly in the long run. And we're all in the same boat together. We all go through this. We all have similar routines or we all have our routines and we need simple ways to make our resources stretch. So in case you're new to small scale life, when I'm talking about resources, I'm talking about your money, a lot about your money, your energy, and your time, which is your most precious resource, right? I mean, after all, you can make more money. You can get more energy. You can go to bed earlier or eat better food. You can get more energy, right? Go on a vacation. Just get more energy. Of course, if you live in a blackout area in California, you might not get more energy right away, but that's another topic altogether. But you can't get more time after it's passed. We're only here for so long on this earth. We only have so long to make an impact. We don't get more time. It's just not available. And you really don't realize that when you're young, but as I'm getting a little older here, I'm like, yeah, that's totally true. I mean, it seems like it seems like the days and the weeks and the months and the years are going faster and faster, faster as we're getting older. And maybe that's because I want to do more things and experience more life and get more out of it, squeeze more out of it. But again, topics for other podcasts, but uh, you can't get more time after it's spent. So we have to make our resources stretch. 
And how do we do that? How do we make our resources stretch? That's a great question. So Julie and I have been challenging our small-scale life Facebook community, the lifers that I call them. And you say, hey, lifers, you know, that's usually I'm talking to our community, you know, our, our, our followers, our fans, people have been around. But maybe you're new here. You're part of the community, too. You can be. And since April, we've been doing this. We've been challenging our small-scale life Facebook community every Thursday to come up with the thrifty Thursday tips. They're thrifty Thursday tips, hacks, advice to save some bucks, save some time, save some money. And we we collect these. We've been collecting these since April. Now, not every week it's happened. We've had a couple little extra things. And especially during the financial uh, freedom uh, efforts we've been doing, we've been posting there. So you won't find one every week, but we've we've had quite a few of them and they've had some really interesting discussions. I'm really impressed with the quality of the tips and the interaction. One of the things that I've recognized for a long time. And it's something that Harold Thornborough and I talked about. Harold's got his own modern homesteading podcast. And and uh, we've talked a lot about this in the past is the problems with Facebook. I mean, the problem, the if, if you've been on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. You have this great post, you have a great bit of advice, and it's attached to a thread. And if you're in a big group, or it's a fast acting group, or a lot of people are talking, that great advice, that great thread, disappears. It goes into the memory, memory holes, I like to call it. And it's impossible to find it. And it's one of the problems, it, it frustrates me with Facebook, because you can have some of the best stuff, best advice in the world, gone. History. And especially now with censorship and all the things that Facebook does, the algorithms, a lot of people don't even see the posts. They don't even see what you're doing in a group or on your own feed because you're too busy getting something that Facebook decides you need to see. And, you, you know, there can be some really good stuff. And I know there's really good stuff out there. Some people are creating some brilliant stuff. Uh, but Facebook doesn't let you see it. So that's frustrating. It's frustrating as a content creator that it just disappears. As far as Thrifty Thursday is concerned, I mean, with about a thousand people a, a week listening to this show, I know a lot of you aren't seeing this because I know what the membership is on the Small Scale Life community. You probably didn't even know this existed or what you probably like, what are you even talking about? So, yeah, this is a post every week and we talk, put our tips, ha- hacks and advice out there. So this post is a collection of those things. I've gone back through the archives and I pulled some of the pulled some of the tips from the Thrifty Thursday posts. So as I started looking at these, something became clear to me. Um, A lot of our tips from our members was all about the kitchen. (laughs) It's things we do from the kitchen, Uh, whether it's the food we're buying, the grocery store shopping, the cleanup items, just some of these things that, you know, eating and drinking is, is a huge part of our budget. And it's something we can control. Think about it. I mean, look at your bills. Think about your bills. Maybe you don't even do a budget. Maybe you don't even know. But you know you have a mortgage due every month. You know you have a car payment due every month. You know you have utilities due every month. And and they vary a little bit. You have a cell phone bill every month. Maybe it's cable due every month. Student loans. Oh, my goodness. Student loans. You know, these are what I call the static bills. These bills are pretty much the same. No matter what happens, recession, times of plenty, um, you're working, you're not working, you own that house or you're living in a structure and you don't own it outright, you have a payment, rent payment, a mortgage payment. You have a car, you don't own it outright, you have a car payment, you have an insurance payment. These are the static bills. They don't change much over time. The bill is pretty much the bill. 
and we need to pay it on time. So there isn't any negotiating with these static bills. They are static. They're not changing. They're never changing <laughs> unless we make some massive drastic changes like sell the house, sell the car, uh, pay off the student loan. You can't bankrupt those folks and you know, you, or, or change up your cell phone service completely. So there's no negotiating. It is you pay. You bought it, you pay it, and either selling it or refinancing is the only way it changes. So I've gotten these tips, and a lot of them were dealing with the kitchen because that is something we, we can – focus on and change, right? These tips are provided by members of the Lifer community. And I've, I'm going to give them credit for the tips at the end um, out of respect for their privacy and who they are. I'm just going to say first names and state only. Uh, you can go back. Once you're part of Small Scale Life Group, you're part of our community, you can go back and see some of these tips um, as as they show up in the Thrifty Thursday uh, threads. And I use hashtag Thrifty Thursday inside the group so you can actually go and find some of those old archived groups. Um, if you don't have the hashtag, it's just a little uh, insider baseball for you. If you don't use hashtags inside of a group, then it's tough to find those types of posts. It's a little more tricky, but you can still find them. So anyway, the kitchen. Yeah, it's the front lines for saving money. This is where it all happens, right? We control our consumption and our buying habits. What we're eating, what we're consuming at the store, what we're consuming for our bodies, it all happens in the kitchen. And... Uh, that's, I think that's why a lot of these showed up from our lifers. We can make some great headway for saving time, resources, and energy right in our kitchen. And by the way, you do know you can be thrifty and healthy at the same time, right? Right? Yes, I hope you're nodding your head. Yes, you can. And it's true that a lot of the deals and the stuff that the stores are pushing or the big manufacturers are producing... It's that highly processed, hyper palatable foods like bread, like chips, like dips, like sugary stuff you drink, pop, you know, all that kind of stuff. Soda, if you're not from Minnesota. Oh, yeah, there you know. So these things are usually the deals, you know. Buy 10 of these bottle, two-liter bottles of pop and, and, or soda and, and you'll get your 11th free. Or get these cookies, you know, one package for two ninety nine, and there's like 30 cookies in there with icing and all that kind of stuff. Or chocolate chip cookies, which are my favorite. But, you know, from a health perspective and even from a budget perspective, we can steer clear of those types of food and stay on our health and fitness goals while staying on our budget goals at the same time. So how do you do that? We need to focus on the whole foods like fruits and veggies, vegetables, and healthy meats. Not that processed stuff if we can avoid it. You know, you have to start to change your mindset. And we talked about that through the Health and Fitness Renew You project early this year. Can seek out a way we can do it. Think about this. Uh, farmer's markets or even at the grocery store. There's seasonable fruits and vegetables, stuff that is ripe now, like um, in June, strawberries are coming up. And then in July, maybe blackberries are coming up. Uh, maybe bananas go on sale. Maybe oranges are being harvested in August. Corn, definitely in August, is when corn seed, corn is August to September. And then you can find good good folks like John Matheson out in Eau Claire area in Wisconsin. He, uh, part of their Boy Scout troop or their Scout troop these days, they sell corn to raise money for their troop. And that's a great way to get some great tasting fresh corn at a reasonable price, a good price, right? And you're helping out something too, people doing great things. Um, so there's ways you can buy in bulk. You can get that stuff and break it down. 
right? And then you can buy certain meats or dairy products when they go on sale. And they those are seasonable as, seasonal as well. Think about it. In Easter, in spring, we have hams that go on sale because a lot of people do ham for Easter. This time of year, rolling into the holidays, we have turkey and hams. They're going to be going on sale. Stock up. It's time to stock up. Think about we're going to get into baking season. Everybody's going to have cookie exchanges and baking cookies and baking cakes and baking yummy things for the season. Well, eggs are going to go on sale, right? And then the same for Easter. They go on sale. Um, So you got to kind of play the game. Think about it. Think about what is coming ripe, what is coming, getting harvested, when is... When is stuff going to be available? Dead of winter, it's going to be tough to find a cheap strawberry. It just is. So you're going to have to think about something else. Maybe the lutefisk or something. I don't know. That's a Minnesota thing, too. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll have to bring in my home economics and budget expert, Jules, on. We'll have to talk about that. We've been talking about doing a couple podcasts here, and, and this is a great topic. Uh, she is doing – she's been working on um, – doing a Whole30 diet, and if you don't know what that is, that's cool. It's kind of like paleo, but uh, you're cutting out a lot of the processed stuff, and you're doing that for 30 days, and you're adding things back in. So that'll be an interesting discussion, especially as we roll into the holidays, and everybody's going to get through the holidays broke and overweight and going, oh, my God, I need to change things. So this will be a great discussion. We can talk about uh, budgeting and eating from a healthy per- eating healthy on that perspective. So I'm looking forward to that. Jules will be back. We've got some minimalism to talk about. We've got to talk about savings and debt reduction. There's some things we need to talk about here to round out our year. So get ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. Did you think the financial freedom stuff was done? No, it's not. We're going to do it. So we're here to pump you up. So we're going to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's talk about enough of the chatter and banter. Let's talk about the 10 thrifty, the 10 kitchen thrifty Thursday tips. So here we go. Here's what we got from our small-scale life community. And thank you again, one and all, who participated in this. So tip one, stick to the grocery list. Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> How many times have we gone to the, into the store and suddenly act like a squirrel jumping from aisle to aisle to aisle? And I've got squirrel syndrome. If you're new to small-scale life, I go down one rabbit hole and I'll jump over to about three other rabbit holes before, by the time we're done. In the store, suddenly you look down and you're coming up to the checkout aisle and you've got like a month's worth of grocery money or you spend a month's worth of grocery money and you haven't purchased what you really need yet. You've bought all this junk right? And it's just, oh, I like this. I like that. And I'm just filling up the cart. So make sure you create the list and stick to it. Stick to it. How do we do that? Julie and I do that. We go shopping together. And at some stores, we have a nice little, well, for all of our grocery shopping, we have this nice little app called the Cozy app. And it's good for scheduling and it's good for list building. So we use a, we build a grocery list in Cozy, and we add to it as we cook stuff in our kitchen, as we create in the kitchen, maybe run out of turmeric, maybe run out of garlic powder, maybe run out of um, peppercorns or something. You know, we need that stuff. So we'll put it on the Cozy app and the list. And then we can keep track of things we need. And we stick to that list And when we go to the store. So you go, and sometimes we break. I go right, she goes left, or she goes left, I go right. And I'm picking up, like, um, sour cream and cottage cheese and yogurt and eggs and milk. And she's off in the meat aisle and veggies. And, and, and as we're going down the list, we can check off things. And you can see it in real time. Oh, Jules just picked up the bacon. Awesome. 
That's done. Oh, Tom just picked up the skim milk. Great. That's done. You know, we can go down the list and we meet back at the front and it's like, oh, great. That was a good job. Nice. Nice work. Solid. And we've stayed on the list. So stick to the list. Use a list. Stick to it. And you'll save a lot of money. Trust me. So that is tip number one. It's a really good one. Really powerful. If you're, if again, if you're not, if you're not developing a plan and you're not executing the plan, Oh, you're out in space and it's just, it's not going to go well. So anyway, stick to the plan. Tip two, never shop when hungry. Yeah, this is a big one too. <laughs> Have you ever done this? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes, you do. So this tip is actually connected to tip one, stick to the grocery list. So when you shop when you're hungry, whenever you're walking, th- wandering through the store, you don't have that list and you're super hungry, the food seems to call to you. Oh, this is me. I'm the chocolate donuts over here calling to you. Oh, you need to buy me. And then, oh, I'm the chips over here and you need to buy me. And somehow, magically... The food ends up in your cart. I don't know how it happened. And then check out and then in the back of your car. So, yes, you will buy that monster party pack of tortilla chips. And, yes, you will buy some salsa to go with it. Oh, yes, and you'll buy that yummy queso dip. And, hell, yes, you'll buy the lime, salt, margarita mix, and tequila. Wash it all down. It's like magic. Magic. Ask me how I know. (laughs) So the bottom line is make a plan. Eat something before you go, get in, and get the heck out of there, right? Don't get caught shopping when you're hungry. The smells, the bright packaging, all of these things are geared to take the money out of your wallet and put it into the cash register. So it's 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 a dangerous siren song, like the old mythology. That siren song coming from the rocks, and it brings the sailors in, and they get crashed on the rocks, and they get taken down under the sea. So be careful. Never shop when you're hungry. Always eat something before you go. So tip three. Tip three. Check the ads and exploit double ad day. Hmm. So before you go shopping, you should look at the ads for that particular store. Watch the sales. Why do you do that? So some stores end sales or specials on Wednesday, while other sales start on Wednesday. That means you can find that nice sweet spot where you're taking advantage of sales from two weeks at the same time. And that can really make your budget shine and your pantry and freezer full. Now, you got to be aware of this and you got to exploit it, but you have to be careful as well. This is my cautionary piece of this. The ads are geared to move product. Consume product, get excited for next product. That's how this thing works. So they are directing you to buy certain products. This, the people in the marketing end, they want you to buy like 15 bottles of this and 30 bottles of that. You know, they're trying to push product. So you've got to be careful. You've got to target what you need. Don't get what you're never going to use. That's the bottom line. Julie and I have talked about this before with extreme coupon couponing where you used to be able to parlay these different coupons and stack them and then you come home with all this stuff and then it's like, okay, six months later you still have all that stuff in the th- in the drawer because you never used it. So you got to be careful. Stick to what you're using. Eat what you grow. Eat what you use, right? Don't buy a bunch of stuff you're not going to use because that's just a waste of resources, time, and money again, okay? So be aware of it, exploit it, but be careful. Put your minimalism hat on. Only buy what you need. Okay, so tip four, check unit prices on everything. 
So you'll find this. Sometimes spending a little more money for a bigger package of product is the most economical way to go. But how do you know this? How do you know? You can tell by checking the unit price. So you divide the price of the product by the quantity in the package. You can figure out the price per thing, right, or ounce or whatever, pound, whatever, and you can start to check and you can balance these. So don't be afraid of the large packages. Don't be afraid of the bulk packages. You can start to break this down. So if you buy a large package of product, you should, you can and you should, break the package down into smaller portions. Julie does this really well. So she'll go buy a big thing of grapes. She'll buy a big thing of carrots or celery or whatever. Nuts is a big one too, like pecans, almonds, peanuts. And she'll start to break it down when we get home. So that means um, they go into snack packs or meal size portions and they go into the pantry or they go in the fridge. So when you are putting together a lunch, which we'll talk about in the next tip, you'll have meal-sized packages ready to go. Just start grabbing those meal-sized packages, put them together, and bam, you've got a lunch, right? And you'll have leftovers. You can use that, and that'll be part of your lunch too. It really works nice. And it's not like this onerous, heavy-duty, time-consuming task to put this all together. You've got all these meal-sized packages ready to roll, Okay. Um, the other thing I would give you, the other pro tip, check your receipt before you leave the store and make sure it's correct, right? This is memo to me because I did this once. Sometimes the code is wrong or sometimes you made a mistake and grabbed the wrong item. It can cost you bigly. It can cost you very dearly, bigly. It can be huge, right? It'll be expensive if you screw this up. Um... The reason I know this, uh, Julie told me to go grab some chicken. I was going one way. She went the other. I went and grabbed this chicken, and I put it in the cart. Well, at this particular store that shall not be named, it can be tricky sometimes to pick the right product because they have the cheap ones next to the super expensive ones, and they're kind of mixed up. You can't really tell what's what. So I just grabbed whatever. I thought, well, we're good to go. We rolled up to the checkout and went through, and we're like, huh, that seemed kind of expensive. And we put everything in the car and we left the store. So Jules was pulled out the receipt and she's looking at it. And she's like, Oh, you grabbed the wrong chicken. It was like three times the amount of the cheap chicken. And I had bought like four packs of it. So it was like a hundred dollars worth of chicken. It was crazy. And so we turned around, we went back, talked to the manager. <laughs> he said, well, did you leave the store? And because I'm an honest guy, went, well, yeah, I was out there for two seconds, and we drove down the street and came back. He's like, well, technically, I'm not supposed to do this. And he kind of looks around, and he took all this chicken, and he put it put it in the thing, and uh, the return bin. And Actually, I think he was going to throw it away because it had left the store, but um, he wasn't supposed to return that, and I got lucky on it. But uh, I got the, the low-cost chicken, and it was a real deal i mean if i had just looked at the receipt if we had just looked at it we would have averted that and the other thing is don't leave the store with that stuff because if you do you probably can't return it they don't know what you've done to it right we've been enough creeps in this world that have done stuff to food have screwed it up for the rest of us so if you leave you can't return it <laughs> so check the receipt make sure it's right sometimes the scanner's wrong right sometimes the push person puts in the wrong code okay so tip five, pack your lunch. Again, tip four and tip five are uh, attached together, right? 
So I don't know about you, but going out to eat has gotten incredibly expensive, especially here in the Twin Cities. It's probably, I know it's worse in like New York City, New York, California, where everything's on fire. But going out to eat has gotten incredibly expensive. These days, a sandwich, chips, and a drink from Subway or Jimmy John's or Jersey Mike's or whatever you got in your neighborhood is easily over 10 bucks. Easily. So you go to a bar and grill or a and, and you get a cheeseburger and fries, it's like, it's easily over 12. It's usually about 14 nowadays. And I know I've taken my family of four to breakfast in the Twin Cities twice now. And the resulting tab is easily around 70 bucks for breakfast, for God's sake. With, and that includes the tip, of course. But 70 bucks for breakfast, you know, pancakes, eggs, and bacon. I can make that in my house for way less. I kid you not. This is the way it is. Everything is going up. It's just gotten so incredibly expensive that Julie and I agree that the food we make is way better than the stuff at the restaurants. The stuff that I make in in my smoker, the stuff on the grill, the stuff in our cast iron, it just tastes that much better. And the beauty is we know what where the stuff came from. We know what we're putting on it. We know what we've done to it, right? Some places you're getting burger, but it's like the worst stuff out there, right? <laughs> I mean, think about the school controversy from a few years ago where they were feeding pink slime to people. I mean, ugh, the restaurant's probably not doing that, but the quality might not be there. I remember they're trying to minimize cost and charge as much as they can. That's just the way businesses are. So, yes, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to go out with family and friends and eat at a restaurant, share the moment, share the memories, eat at a restaurant, have some good food, not worry about cleanup, not worry about the making of it, of the food, all that kind of stuff. But from a health and budgeting perspective, you really should pack your lunch and save those memories from, for around your kitchen table, stuff you've made yourself. Save the money and the calories for the special occasions. I mean... It is fun to go out. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. We've eaten our way through a fortune or two. <laughs> Trust me. I think we bankrupt a business cuz we ate, ate our way through it. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, but pack your lunch, pack your food, bring it in. You can have a really good meal for a fraction of the cost. And you'll probably have leftovers. So, um, that is my advice there. So pack your lunch. Tip 6. Learn how to garden and preserve your own food. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's, that's all there is to it. A winner! Ooh, love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. Believe it or not, I didn't come up with this tip. It was not me. <laughs> Trust me, it wasn't. I mean, I totally agree with it. Totally agree with it. This is the best tip out there ever. I totally agree with it. But it was not me. It was our friend, J.H.K. Homestead in Pennsylvania. He dropped this little truth bomb on the group. And I just I just was like, yes, that's totally awesome. I wholeheartedly agree. You can save money and grow incredibly delicious and healthy food in your own garden and on your own property. This is not just gardening. This is like fruit trees. This is, this is all kinds of good stuff, fruit bushes, all kinds of stuff you can grow on your property. You can do this. I have to tell you. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes some learning. It takes practice, right? But you can do it. Right now, some homesteaders are saying, well, geez, he put in this fancy garden that costs so much money. Yeah, that's true, but it's going to be there for a long time. 
and we can have that debate in another podcast. But this can save you money. But there is another there is another piece of this as well. It does take some time and effort and patience. And then there's another part of this tip, and it coincides with something Amy Dingman on A Farmish Kind of Life said earlier this year in a podcast, in her own podcast. She said, you have to grow what you and your family eats. Boom, right? So you can grow all kinds of exotic stuff. It's great to do that. It's so much fun to grow like eggplant and kohlrabi and all this stuff. But if nobody eats that particular thing, the food is just going to go to waste. The other part of this is once you grow this food, you have to do something with it. And that's a challenge too, especially in our crazy, out of control and hectic modern lives. You've got to plant yourself in the kitchen and do something. You have to process it. You have to preserve it, You either by canning or dehydrating, right? So there's a little bit more investment there. You're going to have to get a canner. You're going to have to get some knowledge. You're going to have to do this. So preserving the harvest. It's not impossible. If I can do it, you can do it. If you don't know how, I have some great resources to help you learn. Now, these are affiliates. I do get a percentage of the sale, but they're experts. There's a lot of free stuff out there, but go to somebody who's an expert, Sharon Peterson over at Simply Canning. I've got a a link on the resources page at Small Skull Life. I put it in the show notes here. I do get a percentage of the sale, but man, she's awesome. The videos are awesome. I know after a couple of uh, experiments I had this year, I got to do a little more review, but but I'm a member there. I'm part of this academy, the Simply Canning Academy, and I'm improving my skills as well. Okay? So, It's a great tip. I wholeheartedly endorse gardening, growing your own food on your property, using, making your property work for you. Totally endorse it. The key, however, is learning. Learning, doing, growing. So learning first that you have to do. And then you can grow your skills through patience, trial, and error. Again, it folds right in with small-scale life. Learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. You're not going to be an expert right away. You're going to have to learn. But it is doable okay tip seven cook with what you have that seems pretty obvious but it's amazing how often we try to do some exotic thing and we don't have the ingredients and have to go to the store and then tips one and two come into play so earlier this year julie and i were caught caught in that government shutdown mess because of my job So we had to figure it out. I was working. I was not getting paid. We had anticipated that this could be a possibility. We did have some food in our freezer and pantry. We did have some money in savings, but we had to make it stretch. I mean, at one point they were talking about this could go on for a really, really long time. We had to be prepared to last because those bills, they kept coming. So we had to figure this out. Like I said, we had food in our freezer and pantry. So to reduce our trips to the store, to reduce the potential to spend money (laughs) and the constant draining of resources out of our budget, I mean, every time you go to the store, it's a chance for you to, to drain your budget, right? We started using up the stored food in the pantry and freezer. Julie said it became like a game, and it was. How long could we go without going to the store? And it's probably a game we need to to play more often, really, like a no spend month. If y'all are interested in that, let me know in the comments and the, uh, on Facebook in the comments or DM me, uh, message me. Let me know if you want to do a no spend month. I know this is November and December are really tough with all the holiday activities and everything coming up. So January might be a great no spend month. But um, using what you have when times get tough is what we're supposed to do. 
It's like using money in our emergency fund for emergencies. Wow, shocking, right? But that's what we're supposed to do. It's not just a pretty cupboard for, for no reason, for aesthetics, right? So we need to change our thinking about the pantry and our freezer. In our freezer, They're tangible extensions of our emergency fund and your savings account. So cook with the food that you have saved and experiment. It's a lot of fun to try new dishes and meals. And trust me, you do want to eat down that emergency fund, that, that savings account in your pantry and freezer before it expires. Trust me, no one wants to eat a 20-year-old steak someday or 20-year-old frozen raspberries. Nobody wants that. You might be thinking, what do I make? I don't even know. I, I'm not very good in the kitchen. I have no idea. Well, there's a ton of cookbooks out there, but I will direct you to my friend, Nicole Sauce. Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee. She just came out with a cookbook this year titled Cook With What You Have. It's a perfect, perfectly aligned with this tip. Don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Cook with what you have. Start to explore and experiment. So it's available on Amazon or on her Living Free in Tennessee website. There's going to be links in the show notes. Go there. Go buy a copy. Great book. Great job. Nicole, can't wait for the second edition. So here's another tip for you. This is an interesting one. I've got some experience with this. Tip eight, dilute dish soap. (laughs) So when I saw this tip pop up in the thread, I, I had to smile and I laughed a little bit. This is right. This is one is right after my mom's heart. She would water down everything from soap to orange juice. So when Julie and I were first married, she would comment about the watered-down orange juice because I would make it, it'd be all watery, and she'd wonder, why the heck was I doing that? And I said, hey, this is how we drink it. This is how you're supposed to make it, right? And she's like, no, read the directions. Read how you're supposed to do it. And I was like, oh, yeah. It was interesting for sure, and and, uh, we've had a lot of interesting conversations about that. Uh, since we were first married over 25 years. Um, Yes, you can make your liquid stretch by diluting them. This is true. And I list this because some folks do this, and they do it successfully. But my position after 25 years and after my 46 years on this earth is that sometimes this is like diluted vodka. It'll eventually get the job done, but how much are you going to have to use in the process? I know some people do it. It's good on you. You're making things stretch. I would probably do it if I was uh, if I wanted to make things stretch too. If it really got down to the nubbins, I would definitely do it too. But uh, but this is not something that I do on a regular basis. And uh, but it is a tip. So we're going to leave it in here. Tip eight: dilute dish soap. So tip nine: use a reusable water bottle when traveling. This is a big one actually. So uh, this is from my sister in law Karen. She said traveling on an airplane. It it she she does a lot of traveling for her job and she was using a reusable water bottle for her trip that would keep her out of those stores at the airport so traveling on an airport creates interesting challenges for thrifty folks doesn't it security rules eliminate the opportunity to bring your own water juices soda through the security screening you know what i'm talking about if you've got the juice if you got water you got to leave them out there or chug them (laughs) that's the way it is like suddenly everybody's chugging their water and it just gets messy. So what I've been doing, and I know Karen was doing the same thing, and Julie's done it as well, bring an empty water bottle in my backpack. I've got a side pocket. I put it right in there. There's no liquids in it. I go through the screening. I don't have to throw anything away. I don't have to chug anything. I just have an empty bottle in there. Once I'm through through the line, then I can fill it up. 
Um, this is really helpful at conferences and training sessions where you get these little itty-bitty glasses of water or small little water bottles, and it's like, wow, I just wet my whistle. I need something more. So having that water bo- bottle is a great thing, and it really cuts down on your cost too because I don't know if you've checked. You go in those little kiosks and stores or restaurants at the airport, and they'll charge you essentially your firstborn to buy anything. So this is a great technique. I would recommend it. You don't have to throw anything away or chug it. You just use a resealable water bottle when traveling. It's just a great way to go. Um, Tip 10. Oh, and a corollary to this is when I travel for work, great thing to do too is have a cooler full of some food. That way I don't have to run to a restaurant and just eat whatever they've got. I can save some money, reduce the calories, save some calories, and eat healthy stuff that I brought. So this is another way to make your budget stretch when you have to travel because I know some of our lifers travel. Greg Burns, looking at you, buddy, right? Um, Tip 10, create and follow a budget. Now, this one didn't come from the lifers. This is from Julian, Julian and me. We cannot stress enough the power of creating and following a budget can't stress it enough. Our life didn't change until we got serious and did this. Seriously. Our life didn't get serious. No, seriously. Anyway, while you might be thinking this is not kitchen related, it certainly is. Grocery is a huge line item, huge on our, on our budget. And Julie and I work on our budget around the small kitchen table in our kitchen upstairs. We've done it for many years. This is where the big topics of our household get discussed and done at the kitchen table. It's certainly part of the kitchen experience, and it's definitely part of the kitchen Thrifty Thursday tips. So for some of our friends in the small-scale life community, you've got a handle on this and are doing it already. Good on you. You're doing an awesome job. But for others who are new or maybe just are like, eh, I don't really want to, it seems like it's a Friday the 13th movie. Anytime we talk about budgeting, you get a headache, you get night sweats, you get panicky. I mean, it's like the the monster with a chainsaw is chasing you, right? You just want to avoid it. And I admit it, it's not fun taking an honest look at your bills and income. It's just not. It's not because a lot of realities smack you right upside the head. You have to admit what you've been spending your effort, your money, and resources on, your time, right? You're spending those scarce resources, your effort, money, and time, and it can be a really difficult task because it it hits you right upside the head. So it's time to start. New month is here. November 2019 is here. Take it one step at a time and work out what you're spending your money on in November. Plan it out and execute. The past is the past. You You have the future to deal with, the future month. So plan it out and execute. If you do not tell your money where it's going, you'll spend a lot of time trying to figure out where it went. And these things all start to cycle. (laughs) It's really weird how it happens. So you can do this. Julie and I have resources to help you figure it out. So check out the free financial freedom resources on smallscalelife.com. Listen to the podcast episodes all about budgeting. You can do this. We can help you. So... If you have any trouble, send an email to me, realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. Hit up the contact us page on smallscalelife.com. Hit me on a DM on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you got. Get a hold of us. You can do this. Stop living in the suck. Pull yourself out of it. You can do this. The past doesn't matter. You have the future to deal with. Start today. Okay? You can do it. Everyone can do it. We can do it. All right. So that was the 10 tips. 
pretty freaking cool, I think. So let's talk about the next steps here. So, um, okay, so we had the 10 Kitchen Thrifty Thursday tips. They came from our Small Scale Life Facebook group. So appreciative. of uh, I appreciate our, our members so much. The tips, a lot of them came from the following people. So Kathleen in Colorado, total rock star, who had about five of the tips. So good job, Kathleen. Awesome. Congratulations to you and Adam. Great job. We had Anne from Illinois. We had Karen from Georgia. We had Joshua from Pennsylvania. Awesome job. Everybody, I know there's other great discussions that have happened. We've got some for another podcast. Don't worry. This was the first one. Um, so thank you all for who for whomever provided tips over the past year. In fact, last week there was a great discussion about grafting and planting apples. Really cool stuff in the Thrifty Thursday discussion. I didn't expect it there, but it was awesome. Um, so I'm going to turn that into a post, and I have to thank Captain Lumber Squatch Greg Burns for some of the information he posted. He also had a great video that I saw today, and I was like, oh, perfect, awesome. So going to use that if I can get the uh, – well, I'll p- post the link anyway. Um, but Captain Lumber Squatch from the Contrary Farmstead podcast and the Contrary Beekeeper podcast from Nature's Image Farm. My friend, Greg Burns, does a great job, and uh, big shout-out to him, to Hat Tip, and just to all the members there. So if you're not part of our Small Scale Life Facebook group community, what are you waiting for? I mean, we've got some really awesome people in there that are doing some really cool stuff. You're missing out on the conversation. You're missing out on some material not discussed on the podcast and blog. You're missing out on some, okay, live streams from yours truly, Tommy Cakes. You never know what you're going to get in there. So to get to the Small Scale Life Facebook group head over to facebook.com slash group slash small scale life podcast there'll be a link in the show notes answer i think there's two questions there you can answer those please do and once you've answered those questions you'll get approved you'll join our group you'll join our party so you might be saying well why answer questions why do we have to do that to join the group well two reasons well two reasons and and some other information so one, it keeps out the trolls. I mean, chances are a troll or somebody doing weird stuff is not going to want to answer those questions. So they won't even bother. But it also, more importantly, helps us understand where you're coming from and what you'd like to see in the future. It seems silly. It seems kind of dumb. But trust me, it really does kind of help. I mean, there's a lot of people that love this financial freedom stuff, and there's a lot of people that love gardening. We're kind of the corner between Mel Bartholomew and Dave Ramsey. That's me. <laughs> And Jules. So you've reached the corner of Ramsey and Bartholomew, Square Foot Gardening and Financial Peace University. Welcome to this corner. It's a really funky one. But um, it helps us. So it helps us understand what you want to see, where you've been, what you're doing. And uh, this information is not shared. It's it's just It just helps us. Um, you won't be disappointed with the group. We'll welcome you with open arms. Join us. Follow the rules. We're good to go. And, um, you know, it's not just me posting in there. You can post whatever you want. If you got some questions and some funky stuff going on in your garden or with your budget, we're here to help. So that's what we do. So it's your turn. It's time for me to stop talking. It's time for you to challenge yourself, right? So there's a lot of ways we control our budget, our health, and our lives. We just need to slow down a minute, plan, And then definitely execute. You won't see any change in your life until you execute. You have to execute. You have to do something. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do something. These 10 Kitchen Thrifty Thursday tips 
really will make a difference over time. They're really small things, really small things, but they'll make a difference over time, compounding over time, right? Think about it. The mighty Mississippi River starts way up in Minnesota, up by a task. It starts north of us. Just little drops of water coming together. You put enough of those drops together, you start to have a stream. Suddenly a couple streams come together and you have a creek. You put a couple of creeks together and a couple of tributaries together, suddenly you have a river. Suddenly you have a bunch of rivers coming together and feeding this thing and it's growing and growing and growing and become this big, massive river. And this is the way it goes. It's like that snowball. Dave Ramsey talks about going downhill. Start small and it starts to grow as it picks up snow and gets momentum right? And eventually it's this massive snowball, massive avalanche rolling down the hill towards you. So you can be either in front of it, getting chased by it, or you can be the one pushing it downhill, using that gravity, using that momentum. So it's up to you though. You've got to do the work. You've got to do something. You can start to change that landscape, like that river cutting through the landscape. It, it, water is a incredible force of change. Your budget, your decisions, your execution is like that water cutting through the landscape. You can change the landscape of your life today. You just have to start. Okay? So go get them, lifers. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast reminding you to learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. Join us in the Small Scale Life Facebook group. Join us at smallscalelife.com. But join us. Open arms. We'll give you a big hug. (laughs) <laughs> so remember learn to grow be a little better every day this is tom from the small scale life podcast we'll see you real soon take care everybody This is your president, Donald J. Trump. Yes, I've just been working so hard here, working on all of these numbers and papers and orders. I just I just need to listen to the podcast sometimes and just relax. Totally relax. Anyway, I hope you're doing your budget and you're following these 10 tips. They're very, very huge and bigly. Make sure you're doing those because I need to... F- learn how to do a budget and follow those tips too especially the ones where i water down the soap i think that's a great one anyway lots to do i think i have to go in air force one somewhere i don't know where exactly but i'll be talking to you very soon this is donald Ray trump from the oval office in washington dc god bless america Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. Yes. I sound like a dumbass all the time. So. Yes. Yes.